Welcome to podcast 233 of Five Star Potential. I'm Dave. On on this week's pod, I'm joined by Dupe and Mad. Just the three musketeers this week, boys. How are we? You're going to re-record that, right? That sounded horrendous. We Did got it? levels, and when Matt's here, he's just so much better. Oh. No, I think I think I brought the energy there. Way to build yeah. him up, Dupe. I mean, he was ready. He was ready. If you're happy with that, mate, that's cool. I'm sure I the mean, listeners I'm... will be fine. Hello, hello listeners. <laughs> Well, on this week's pod, anyway, we're going to get a save update from Dupe, sort of. Is it still a save, Dupe? We'll talk about it in a minute. Oh, okay. And we will be talking about defensive football in Football Manager 2022 as well. So, and and obviously a quiz, I'm sure, a special quiz. Uh, from Matt. Yes. Matt, are you, on, are you back on duty? I'll, I'll see how Dupe behaves tonight, Dave, to be honest. And so far, it's not All going right. very well. <laughs> <laughs> So dupe save update, of course the the goat challenge, um, but things have been happening this week. So talk to us. What's the latest? Well, I think we're close to curried goat at the moment, Dave. Um, meaning that it could be dead <laughs> is kind of the reference I was getting there. But let me explain what happened in the 2020, uh, 2031 season. Uh, we took over Corinthians manager fourteen games in, and as you know, in Brazil the games stack. They are they stay. You play so many games in Brazil if it's not double-legged FA Cups, it's it's the Libertadores, it's the state championships, it's nuts. We picked him up in 18th position. Um, we had a little bit of money to spend, but not much. And basically, we were still in the Libertadores. So it was, a, it was a good idea to take the job. We finished the season fifth on 67 points, level on points with uh, fourth, better goal difference, but they beat they, better head-to-head. So they, they kind of took that reign. Um... We did add a few players to help us get there, and I'll be honest with you, we got Rodrigo, the Real Madrid geezer. Um, nice. He is not very good. <laughs> I spent not a lot of yeah. money on him. Uh, st- like stats, the stats. His stats for the oh, season dear. were terrible. His attributes looked tremendous, and what I want him to do looked really good in the minute I picked him up, and then it just seemed to just fall off a cliff. Um, and he ended up actually playing not a lot, He's played awfully, but he's valued at 30 million quid. So I don't know whether we'll be able to turn him around pretty quickly. Uh, I bought a guy in uh, for 750k. He was playing Brazilian B football. Um, basically, he had ex- he's a striker, Brazilian lad. He had 17 pace, 16 acceleration. His agility was 16. Um, he was six foot five. He had good jumping reach, good heading, good finishing, good composure. His first touch was great, and I just thought it screams that this guy is going to either come in and flop or he's going to come in and kill it. Uh, like I said, 750K. He came in, played 21 league games, scored 22 goals and four oh, assists. Yes. Um, in the Libertadores, he he got five in six uh, appearances. He was very good um, and kind of like, it, it got me thinking, maybe I do know what I'm talking about. Um, I also <laughs> got a free transfer. Um, I have to actually find his real name because he's nicknamed... Uh, Adrian uh, Dallapas, a Spanish lad we brought in from Atletico Madrid on a free. He came in as a wonder kid, played eight games for us, and then asked to leave because he wanted to go to a bigger club. We sold him for eight million. So after literally a month and a half, we sold it. We had this very similar with the, the Italian chap, if you remember. Yeah, over, I was going to yeah. say deja vu was happening here big time. Yeah, yeah. Over gonna, in I've China. never had that before. Not so quickly. And you've had it twice in a yeah, save. Yeah, basically what happens is is you they come in and you promise them the world, get them in. And then they go, uh, excuse me, you are playing me as an advanced forward attack. I wanted to play advanced forward support. And you're like, oh. Um, it's not them, it's you, Dupe. I saying. think he wanted us to improve the coaching or something. I don't know. So... He basically, he wanted to leave. He played eight games. He scored two goals, two assists. We sold him to a Qatarian team for eight million quid. He's gone. It's really good for the for the, for the the club. And to be fair, I don't think we missed him. We had a couple of good backups anyway. So um, the main thing is the Libertadores. As you know, the GOAT challenge is to go on and win uh, all the the Champions Leagues. Dave did it very well uh, last year or season before, right, Dave? A couple of years, yeah. Couple of years, yeah. yeah. Um, so... When we joined, they were in the second round, so I didn't do any of the group stages, thankfully. Um, but we literally joined just as they left the groups. Um, we played All Boys, which is a team in Argentina, and 
they literally got relegated this, that season. So their seasons are staggered compared to ours. So we do January to January. They do July to July. I took over in the July and they just got relegated. Um, so they were gone. Uh, and we beat them very comfortably. We then played Palmeiras, which if you know the narrative, um, you know that we went to Palmeiras, couldn't win the Libertadores, left and then decided to go to Corinthians. Um, we beat them 4-0 at home. Very convincing win. We then did very defensive football, which we'll touch upon later and tell yes. you my secrets. We lost 2-0 um, against a very good side. And uh, annoyingly, it was uh, David Neres that got the goal, who I signed for Palmeiras. I thought that was a little bit of a kicker. Um, or David Neres, as David looks very confused at me saying that. Uh, you know me <laughs> in names. We then played Vasco in the uh, next, in the semi-final, uh, and we smashed them. Um, well, I say we smashed them. We smashed them first half of the first leg, went 3-0 up. Then they scored two. We got a couple of injuries. The second leg, they went 2-0 up. We managed to drag it back to two all um, very quickly. And we won. We won that on aggregate. And then we played yes. Flamengo in the final. And to be fair, leading up, we were on like just an incredible run. Um, I think from, I think from August to end of November, we didn't lose a league game. We were flying through the leagues. We were flying through the Libertadores. We had a system that worked. It everything looked nice. We came on stream. Um, that sounds <laughs> only fans. Um, we oh, came on stream um, like we do most nights, um, and we came <laughs> on stream the start of November, uh, and we played two league games and really struggled. One we lost, one we drew, and then we just didn't turn up for the Flamengo game. We lost two nil to them. Um, oh. To be fair, it wasn't a two nil game, um, but we just didn't create anything. They scored. I think they scored their first, with their first two shots. Um, and I think that the, like the second shot was the 60th minute. And then they went and because we pushed, they just chucked a load of people forward and then they, they did actually bombard our goal. But um, quite fittingly, again, because life in Football Manager is full of narrative, a chap called KK, uh, you may know him. He's currently at Man City. Um, yeah. he, he left Man City and went to the Mighty Lions in China because I signed him on a free. He then left them and went to Flamingo this season it, uh, in Brazil and uh, he scored the winner against us Ugh. which is massively annoyingly narratively gorgeous right um, it was so inevitable too wasn't it of, it was always going to happen really yeah it was I mean that's just the way it happens right um, I thought our rise in the league was grand I think that if we had a whole season I think we could probably make those 20 points up that we were shy um, it is a long season Dutra, the geezer I said to you, I brought in for 750k, top goal scorer, top average rating, top player of the match. He was genuinely just the best player. Uh, he's done really, really well. Sam Paolo actually won the league, uh, stopping Flamengo in the first, I think it was eight, nine seasons in a row they've won it. So I'm sat there and it's the end of the end of the year. So it's just at December 3031, uh, 20, sorry, 3031, 2031. And I'm thinking, I think we just do another season. I think I, I would like to go back to Asia and finish that, but I think... I think we could build something here. They're giving us like 10 million. We've got three or four players that are going to be going for 10 plus million because they're wanted in by teams in Europe that we could replace. Um, and I think we'll do okay. We then get to the end of the year, the year changeover. And uh, earlier in the in-game year, I had added Mexico. I had added USA and the European leagues thinking that we could start branching out a bit. Maybe if we're struggling to win it here, we could go to North America and I wanted to add the European leagues in because I wanted to start getting some like, historical data on the teams because it might be three or four, five, six seasons before we're there. But at the moment, I just know who won the league. I don't know anything else. I can't look at how much they won the league by, et cetera, et cetera. But when we got to the end of January, or the, sorry, the start of January, none of those te none of those leagues joined. Oh, so dear. all of them, so to be fair, I say that, all it was meant to join was was USA. And then uh, Mexico and the European leagues were meant to join in June. I couldn't get I couldn't get USA to join. Luckily, we had saved it after the end of the season. So on stream, we Dave and reloaded. Um, yes. And we went through again. And we couldn't get the USA to load. So what we did was we kind of like took the USA off, added them again, right before the changeover. And it worked. Result. Random, like just... Random as well. One time it yeah, did, so, one time so it didn't, yeah. We managed to get USA on. 
I then ended the stream, said, right, let's just, I'm going to do some testing, make sure that the, 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 all, the, you know, the June ones are going to come on. I'll be back tomorrow. See you later. I went off stream. I haven't streamed since because this has genuinely really annoyed me uh, to the point where this could end the save. And I've put, you know, 10 years into, or 10 in-game years to this. It's seven days, 23 hours and four minutes I've put in, like in-game time. So it's like oh, I've, I've, done, I've done a shift on it. We, I, I resigned as Corinthians manager as a test. Okay, so this is, uh, I've not saved. We are still on the 8th of December, okay? So I'm just trying to work out what the fuck's going on. So I resigned as Corinthians manager. I've then got to the end of the year, done the same with USA again. USA works, brilliant. I've then gone to um, where Mexico, I think it's like the 9th of June or in the year. The day before, I've gone on. I've made sure it's added. It's added. Gone forward a day. It's not there. USA disappears. It's so what? strange. Um, so I've done USA a few tests USA disappears now. after being there when you saved After it. being there and confirmed, yeah. And then when you go into the game status, it says that uh, it was added, then re removed. I tried adding all the European leagues and just simming through, not touching it. It just then goes back to just South America, Brazil, uh, South America, uh, Africa, and China, oh, Asia, which is the three that I had originally, right? So what I've done is I've done a fair bit of testing tonight and last night, and I think, touch wood, I think we may have got a save file now in the middle of um, 2032 uh, with all of the leagues loaded that I want to get loaded now to complete the save. The issue I have here is I, the only way I could do this fairly and off stream was to resign as Corinthians manager and do the the whole, well, the simming through, playing through whilst adding the leagues without kind of giving myself an advantage. I think it's kicked me kicked me in the foot a bit. Oh, that's not the right word, but I think it's it screwed me over a little bit because I'm getting a reputation now of just leaving jobs without winning stuff. So that may kind of hinder us in the future. But also, um, I'm not sure that all these leagues are going to stay. So as much as I can sit here on the 12th of July, 2032, six months in the future, and I've shared the screenshot with you guys, you can see I've got all the leagues I want. Mm. Um, the issue I've got is will it stay? Now, something very strange also happens when I go on to the add and remove leagues. It tells me my player count. It tells me my computer performance. It then tells me my estimated game speed. When I load up, the uh, add and remove, the estimated game speed is at half star. Fine, I don't mind that. And then after a second or so, it jumps up to five stars. It's so random. It's so weird. So I think what I'm going to do is once the pod's finished, because um, I need Football Manager to talk about the next thing, I'm going to sim five seasons. Um, and I know that there could be calls for integrity for that. I'm not a manager of anywhere. I'm just going to sim for five seasons and make sure that in five seasons' time, those leagues are still there. If they're still there, the save is alive. If they're not there after five seasons, come Monday, we're starting a new save. I think that's the fairest thing I can do. Are you not going to Are you not going to try and speak to FM about it? See what's well, going on. Well, it's on the forums. Um, I haven't added it to the forum yet, and I will do. Um, it's on the forums as we speak. It was raised in November by somebody else. It was raised last year on FM21 by somebody. And on both of them, it just says, uh, by a member of SI, we know about this. We're trying to sort it. We'll get back to you soon. Um, I think, you know, when I did it, I think I had them all loaded yeah. and then took them off. And right. that's why I think I sort of avoided that. But that is... Well, the reason I'm not... So, so you just, put so much time in. It's for yeah, strain so, as hell. So just so people are fully aware why that wasn't an option for me, um, not to go too much into to, to nerds kind of category here, but um, is... I don't... I have a very good PC, right? I have to be honest. I have a very good PC. It allows me to play the game and stream on it very comfortably. If I loaded all of that on, it wouldn't be as comfortable. So my idea yeah. here was to, to keep it small, and just basically when, 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 like, for example, when we finished South Africa, I took South Africa off and then added um, North America on. So the plan was to have three continents at a time and it would just, we would kind of sail through. Not to struggle my PC too much. I am in That's need what it's of a designed one, for. That's what the functionality is to, to add them later. Exactly that's, that's that. That's the whole purpose. So what you've done is right, definitely. Yeah, right? exactly that. Um, it, it is massively, massively frustrating 
so much so that um, I, I can't, I genuinely cannot express how angry I am about this. Um, oh, please I know do. that sounds a little bit, sorry? <laughs> please do, for the listeners. No, I, I know that sounds a little bit extreme and people may laugh and, you know, it's just a game. It's not for people, you know what I mean? This is, this Seven to me, days, this no? is... This is massive. I can't start this again. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's taken four months to get, three months to get here. I can't start this save again. Uh, if I start it again, I've got no belief that it's going to be sound. It genuinely is getting to the point where a new save may have to be the option, which screws up my whole plans for the year. I have another save plan that I want to do come June, July. And that's kind of when I thought the goat challenge would take me up to. Um, and at this moment in time, curried goat, like I said earlier, may genuinely be on the on the menu. <laughs> we, I mean, to be fair, it just looked like you weren't going to actually win anything, and we thought that would end the save rather than this. Oh. But, you know, that's just this is just an uh, excuse. Bad this is. <laughs> no, to be fair, there's a lot of things that um, I'll take, um, but that's not one of them. I know. <laughs> I I would have 100 finished it, however long it would have took me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's hugely frustrating. I have to admit. You're gonna have to rename the save dupe. You're gonna have to call it Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea or Twenty Thousand Leagues in the Mud. Maybe that might be better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that's annoying. Maybe if I loaded after... twenty thousand, would have been fine. I mean, figures fingers crossed. The sim, the sim produces a result, right? If you give that a go tonight. Well, yeah. I, I mean, you people will know at home because I will be fucking crying about it on Twitter. Don't you worry. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, ten, well, 10 seasons, seven real life days. Seven, no, eight, basically. Seven, seven, seven days, 23 hours and three minutes. Down the drain. Down the shitter. That's annoying. Because of a bug. All right, if anyone from FM is listening, sort it out now. Help a brother out. Just for D. And if anyone is listening and would like to help out, you can send three nine nine a month <laughs> to get me a league. <laughs> No, also, well, that, um, the problem is, I think the most annoying bit, Dave, and this is the last, I don't, because it is winding me up now, because we said 20-minute pod, and this has been 20 minutes on this. But um, <laughs> the thing that winds me up the most is, is I have a save that I'm doing in, like I said, June, July, August. I don't have another idea. Like, I, this save was, the plan was for it to take as long as it takes. Oh, yeah. And I have ideas for next year, and I have ideas that I want to do, but I'm talking for like, oh, it's just so frustrating because... All the work I've put into it, all the work that the people in behind, like Joe, for example, doing the artwork and all this and making sick graphics and me making videos, review videos and podcasts. And it's just so annoying that it literally all goes down the shitter. Dupe, you mentioned that some of your, some of the guys in chat are doing a similar challenge. Has anyone mentioned encountering anything? Not yet. Um, And I fear that that might be a thing. Um, no, I've got a few. I think I've got about between about 10 to 15 people uh, yeah. who have referenced the fact that they're doing the same save. Um, no and it might be that they've added them all in early doors because they're not streaming it. Um, I've seen it on but, Twitter, one or two people mentioning issues with leagues. I didn't look into if it's the same issue. I know um, Lord of Earth Fox said he had something on his blog, but I, I didn't look at the detail of it. But um, hopefully you're going to fix this, I suppose, is the main thing. Let's make some noise on the forums if you have it, if you've seen it get it on there yeah i like i said i will i will be referencing on the forums i'm just trying to i'm trying to work out what i can do i'm trying to my main here is to try and fix it my way i can't see si and this isn't a dig at si at all Mm. i can't see si turning that around in a couple of days you know what i mean so for me let's see what i can do i will add it to the forums don't don't get me wrong but let's just see what i can do first at the moment it's not we're kind of halfway there um you know, I am literally living on a prayer. So. <laughs> bon Jovi. Oh, very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Um, the annoying thing about a new save is obviously because the winter updates out like another month or place, so. Right? Such annoying timing as well. Mm. If it bottles it, mm. so I want to start a new save, and it's just like, do I... have you thought about doing wolves? It's just one of them that it's like it's crossed my mind. I'm just not sure. Life <laughs> after Adama. Yeah, spoilers shit if you're not watching the news spoilers <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway let's move on to the main subject um, and we're going to be talking about defensive football now there's there has been obviously how many episodes 230 
three episodes of this podcast and I mean we've pretty much covered everything that needs to be covered about football manager um but tactics is something that we obviously we can always talk about every week about something different um so this week we're going to be touching on defensive football mainly because it has been something that we've sort of talked about talking about before but also dupe to bring you in again you referenced obviously uh many of you will know of Zealand who's done a video this week alongside RDF Tactics. And one of the things that they, they said cannot be done, is it, Dupe? Or not, not cannot be done. Shouldn't do. One of the things to avoid yeah. is to play... I don't mean they referenced defensive football as such, just said defensive a lower mentality. defensive line, didn't they? And a defensive mentality, right? Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the, the way I looked at it. It was a, it was a low line um, and also the fact that the mentality was defensive, which... Not to try and play the, the 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 devil advocate, but I'm a massive kind of believer that that for me it works by playing defensive and by playing a really low line. Um, I have a system that I like to call the highlight killer, uh, which we do play on a lower defensive line, uh, and we also play on a defensive mentality at times. Uh, we mix between cautious and defensive. Um, and we have really good results with that. Can you win games just with that system, Dupe? Yes. We've done it multiple times. It's a it's a system that, as the name kind of suggests, I normally play it if we go into a game, we're 1-0 up, we're 2-0 up, 20 minutes to go, 30 minutes to go, bang, we put the highlight killer on. You don't really then on key or extended get to see much highlights and if you do, funnily enough, it's actually from us. Um, it does kind of require... It works well with the way that I like to build a team because I like to have big defenders, left-footed defender on the left, right-footed defender on the right. I also like to have big DM, uh, like centre midfielders. So it basically, the system is a flat, a flat back four with two DMs uh, sat in front of them. Then I have two inverted wingers either side, actually on attack, even though we're playing a defensive mindset. Um, and a shadow striker and, a, and a, another an advance forward in front. But they're, they're very pacey and I like to be able to put the ball over the top, meaning the fact that because we are sitting deeper and we are allowing them to come on to us and I'm confident that my centre-backs can get up and win the ball, they can head it fine, that we're going to be able to counter a long ball over the top, pace get in. And that's kind of the way that we play with that system but it locks it down. You've got that box. We mentioned that box before with two centre-backs with the two DMs in front. Really simple, not even on a, like a, an anchor man or anything like that. They're just sat on DM supports. It's very simple. The defensive players in the team are playing support or defensive. The attackers or the guys that could potentially win us the game are playing attacking. It's, it's a good system in my eyes. It can be kind of merged from multiple systems. If you're playing a four triple two, you can drop it in. If you're playing a, a four two three one, you know it can sit. You can drop. It's just having a defensive midfield pair, which not many football clubs actually do. Right? There's not many out there that you would kind of insist both of them being the enforcer. Maybe as bad as Manchester United midfield is, they have a Fred and a McTominay, both who are out to try and win the ball back. There's not many football clubs that do that, but you know. On my saves, I kind of like to make sure my def my sentiments can do it because I'm going to know that I'm going to drop into this defensive system. There are huge, huge advantages to playing defensive. Um, you know, Mourinho did what Mourinho did by playing a very defensive mindset. Didn't really work at Old Trafford, but I'm not bitter and I don't find that sour at all. But, I mean, as much as we talk about defensive um, being sat back, being deep and being long ball merchants, that isn't always the case. You can always defend from the front. You know, Dave, you're doing a really good piece on Squawk about Gagan Press. Yeah. This is a great time that we can reference the fact that just because they're, you know, they're still playing very defensively, it's just playing defensively in the face, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've, 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 great answer. I'll let Mad... <laughs> great sorry. Answer. I saw... No, I saw Mad wanted to talk. Oh, I mean, sorry, I'll let I Mad talk Mad. No, go on, Mad. I was just... Well, I was just going to ask... Um, because you said to... And it's normal, right, to turn on a tactic like that to try and lock down a game. Yep. Uh, and thinking back to what the lad said on the video, you know, about you should never really maybe try this. Have you done it many times from the kickoff 
where yes. you're up against it and and do you feel like it's the same results because I, I sometimes i find if you're going into it it's like anything right if you're going into it expecting it <laughs> a hammering and trying to lock it down you're going to get a hammering because you're trying to lock it down so um how, think- how have you found that the difference between starting it and uh, halfway through or after an hour or 70 minutes in my opinion, it still works. My ethos with that sort is if I'm coming up against a team, I know that they're better than us. Mm. I know they have the advantages where we do not have players that can deal with those advantages, if that makes sense. Um, I like to use it from the start and make sure I'm still in the game at the end. So kind of, it might not be the fact that um, I, I employ this system from de- from minute one to try and win the game, it could be that I'm employ- employing this to make sure that when it comes to 80, 85 minutes, 75 minutes, I can go right. Now I can make a decision to whether I want to push and try and win the game, whether I need to push and try and get a draw by winning, by getting a goal, or whether I just sit back, stay back, and I, you know, I'll take a nil-nil, you know? Yeah. Sometimes nil-nils isn't the worst case scenario, you know? Um, that's where I'm happy to say, you know, I did it uh, a lot in Brazil at the start, when I wasn't sure on the system, I wasn't sure on how I wanted to play. We were struggling to score. It was a case of, right, okay, let's sit back. Let's soak up the pressure. Let's see where we can exploit the space. And then when I want to let the boys out of the hatch, we can run a system. But I'll also say this, and I would have to break it down last season in FM21, because I ran it a lot uh, at Bayern Munich, and I ran it a lot during kind of the AC Milan phase, or not the AC Milan, the... Ajax phase as well is how many goals we did score whilst running this system if you have the right players with the pace up top you will still get chances and you will still score goals it was very surprising that people would say oh you call it the highlight killer but there's a there's a highlight oh you scored okay <laughs> yeah that, that's effective uh, and to be honest I, it is out on YouTube and Matt, Matt will love me for this plug um, I have put a fair few of high, uh, systems out at the start of the year and this is a very, very much one that isn't loved as much as the others because it is kind of set on that defensive side. But I've not heard a bad word about it. When people come in the stream, they go, I've used that, it's great. Or it does this, it's done this, it's done this. I've not heard people go, oh, it shipped a shitload of goals. So it's doing what it's meant to do. It's just having the mindset. I think I remember, remember listening to an interview with Tony Poulos and everyone takes a piss out about him being a long ball, you know, and he always used to say, and he said, for the first 15 minutes of a game, and I remember when I heard this quite a while ago, and, and I don't think I was making content at the time, but it was made me think about me in FM, that he was saying that for the first 15 minutes of a game, the, the aim is to get the ball out of there, his half. He doesn't want the ball in his half. So if the ball comes into his half, he's booting it long. He's trying to get it out and away because if it's in their half, they can't score. As simple as that is, he said that the negative mindset of going 1-0 down very early is massive on the players and massive on the coaching team because, oh shit, we've got to make a thing. Yeah, we've we've got to change something. So his kind of thing he was saying was, I think it was on TalkSport, I can't remember what it was, but he was saying the fact that if I got got to 15 minutes and we're 0-0 or we're 1-0, I'm like to us, I'm happy as Lowry because that way... We haven't, we've, we've missed, we, you know, we've got rid of that panic stations at the start. It does not need to be, football in the ideal world is two teams attacking like shit, right? Like literally, like when you watch City versus Liverpool, both go and hammer and tong. But sometimes if you are the weaker link, it 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 is very much bundled together and that link does become stronger. Oh, I think it's fair as well. Um, there was a game a couple of a couple of games a couple of weeks ago where um, I think City did one where they were like four 0 up after half an hour. I think Liverpool had another one, so, but then those games end up finishing four and five nil. It's not like they're scoring four in the first half, four in the second half. Yeah. There is a lot to be said for you know keep it tight. Yeah, like obviously against a better team, bigger team, try and lock it down, keep it tight for that first half. As you said, dude, you're still in the game. Um, it's it's funny how. When you see uh, these bigger teams get taken down by the smaller teams, the goals, you know, it's not a, a four five nil that they take them down. It's a it's a one nil that they might sneak at the last ten minutes. Yeah, smash you know, it look up, at yeah. Wolves when they beat United. <laughs> um, it was a late goal, right, Dave? Right? 
different format. But yeah, what but I mean is, is you, we, we, you. we probably defended more than you did. Um, <laughs> but you, you see, like, for example, uh, Brighton's very good at it. Their XG mm-hmm. is quite low. They don't create great chance. That's quite high, but they but they don't great create great great chances. But what they yeah. are is they're very defensively sound, yeah. and then they manage to get the goal on the break. Um, I think you know, it, I love a one 0 That's all I'm going to say. And I think I, I don't think it's it's you can be ashamed by, by sitting back. And like I said, Mourinho won titles on it. Conte is what has done it across the world. Right? How defensive he is at mm. Inter. Look at what he did. Um, especially if you're playing in leagues where you've got these crazy attackers, you need to come up with something. If you don't concede, you ain't going to lose games, are you? So, oh, fucking Michael Owen, shall I? Yeah, I was going to say. Well, if they don't score, you to... can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> going back to the uh, the video that Zealand did with RDF, the one thing they said was obviously lower defensive line they just think doesn't work in the game. Um, and obviously adding a narrow defensive uh, shape to that, which I understand because of how powerful crossing and heading can be. But dude, we had a quick chat before it and I think you've sort of referenced it when you you were first speaking. If you build your team to work around this meta, i.e. you're big, you're quick, you're strong centre-halves, you should be able to combat that, shouldn't you, really? You've got to have two or three centre-halves that are going to be able to defend those crosses coming in, regardless of how you set up? I, I Yeah, massively. And I think like there's, there's there's multiple things to be said about the lower, the lower the line, right? And forcing the opponent inside. I don't mind forcing an opponent inside uh, on the defensive width, if, even if you're lower defensive line, even if you're higher defensive line, as long as you've got somebody else extra in there, if you've got a DM in there, awesome inside. You know, let that DM mop that up. If you've got two DMs like I do on this system, I'm not that scared about forcing them. I don't plan to force them inside, but I don't mind about forcing them inside. The reason I like to play lower defensive line is I then would play a lower line of engagement too and just overpopulate that area. The amount of times, I mean, as a Manchester United fan, I've referenced them, them a few times. The amount of times you watch them play and teams do that, they have their two banks of four. And they're incredibly difficult to break down and they move periodically to the left when the ball's on the right-hand side for United and they move to the right and they move as a unit. Just squeezing the play up really does make it, you know, difficult to break down. If you had a lower defensive line but your line of engagement is through the roof, yeah, you're going to get caught out with that because there's so much space for that team to play in. You need to sit deep. So if you need to sit deep, you need to sit deep as a team and as a unit and work together. There's mm-hmm. no point separating it too much. And it doesn't matter how many players you've got in that middle. If, you, if you've if you got one, you know, half a team up the pitch and half a team back, you're going to lose. It is, yeah. I agree with what they're saying. And, I, I, you know, I would, you know, I, there's, there's a few people in this community that I would I'd quite happily sit against and argue. Those two are being definitely on the other side, especially RDF, I think. His knowledge on tactics and systems is phenomenal. But this is just... And I'm not saying this is the right way to play. What I'm saying is this is the way that I play. And this is, through my experience of my time, this is what I've found works for yeah. me. doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody, right? Yeah. I was going to... Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. But uh, in terms of, you know, the there's so many other ways that you would so probably associate with... Defensive football, obviously one of the things you referenced earlier with uh, Tony Pulis was direct balls, going more direct. Mad, obviously you've played and managed at varying levels on FM. Direct balls, is it something that you would advocate at top level of football or do you think lower level, you know, non-league football is where it's going to go? Because I think, again, Duke referenced it earlier I've tended, whenever I played lower league football, you can go more direct because those balls over the top against centre-halves that aren't necessarily good in the air can always drop to your striker and obviously create more opportunities. You know, I think I've changed over the years and maybe it's because I just get pissed off more and more. (laughs) When I I remember doing a save at Tenerife, um, FM 19 or 18 or 19 maybe, and I was loving life with the direct counter-attack kind of football. Um, I had bags of pace on the wings. The guy I remember being out there was Adamola, Adamola Luckman. Um, and he was rapid. And it was basically like, lads, you win the ball, play it out wide to that chap. 
um, and just just to set the pace and use the space. Always space, space, space. I I don't know if it's just me looking at it more closely or the game changing, but as I've come towards FM twenty one and now twenty two, I've gone completely the other end where it breaks my heart watching players give the ball away or just hoofing it, which makes me kind of force the whole you know short like. Uh, for a while, I was quite in extreme, you know, play it out of um, play out of the box, short passing play, short, even short throw. Everything was short, 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 because I just saw so much uh, of the possession being given away. Um, the problem is that with the team I have now, um, and there's a lot I'm not going to talk about with the team I have now. Um, I don't think we have the players and the passing ability for it because of kind of the restrictions we have on the squad. So I feel like I force them to try and look short, which means they get stuck with the ball at feet or get stuck no option and just hoof it away so I've I've gone too extreme in, in, to an extent I think um, it was something I was going to say to dupe you know how, how how have you found that when you're when you are really compact um, I assume that means there's maybe only one boy up top I, I've found that when the ball is being cleared up to just one player up there he, all, he, because I seem like they rarely take it to feet or, or hold it up like I would like them to they end up just trying to header it to nowhere because there's nobody around them. So I was kind of curious to hear what Dupe was going to say about what do you do with the ball when when it's when you win it back and you're clearing it or you're playing it out uh, in that in that kind of style. I'm going to compete with Dave here with my the most Mike Lowen esque statement. Yes. Um, well, as much as I like the ball to go over the top and my striker to run onto it, that ball's not always available, as we well know, right? Mm. I, if you have the ability, and you've just referenced it, and it's great, it's great reference. If you, if your players have the ability to keep the ball, they, they, you know they've got good technique, they can pass, keep the ball, because here you go, if you've got the ball, they can't score, <laughs> right? <laughs> if you, if, if your players can play it out nicely, and let's let's just also look at the fact that when you are looking at your system in the in the game and your tactic. You are looking at how your team will line up in a defensive transition, okay? So I don't know if a lot, I'm assuming a lot of people know that. Dave, you're looking at me like you know what I'm talking about, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you definitely. do, yeah? yeah so yeah, the, cool. the system that you're looking at, when you build your 4-4-2 or you build your 17 at the back or strikers or however you want to do it, <laughs> when you have that sat there, there that's how they're going to line up defensively. And then... What, and I think they reference this again in the video a bit later on, not more about defensively, but just about do's anyway, is a good thing to do is to, to work out where the players are going to be attacking-wise. So because we play two inverted wingers on the in, on the wings, Matt, because they drift inside as soon as we get the ball, we've got so much in, in field, and then because the fullbacks will push forward, we have more output than just one player. But what it needs to do is it needs to, you know, it, it needs my players to have time to get to that position. So we need a pass or two. And then those passes become available. If we don't have that ability, then it will just go long. But again, we're because we're, we're very compact, there should be so much space behind. As Tony they're, said, they're, if it's in the other half, they can't score. <laughs> and then if it's in the other half, we've got time to set up, sit down, get defensive, get into our, our, our template. And it's hard work and you, you're you going to find that your players, unless they have a really good work rate, unless they have a really good stamina, you're going to find that they are going to be shattered, even if they're not pressing. Because again, as much as we know, the ball moves faster than the player. It's easier to have the ball than it is to, to kind of get the ball back. But what you've also got to do is you've got to take your chances. You need to have a striker that can take it. Maybe, uh, I think we've referenced it, that, Shoot, shoot, uh, shoot on sight could be a thing. When the player gets into a position, let's encourage him to shoot because that might be the only chance you get all game. And mm -hmm. if 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 you back your striker, then we need to kind of make sure that he takes that chance because, like I said, you may not get it, get that chance again. And people, I think people think defensive is getting stuck in and just trying to smash the shit out of people. Burnley. It. It's not Part all that. It's not all about. You can play defensively, but play smart as well, and yeah. just break the play down. See how it's going to play out. Um, and it's more about restricting the opposition, isn't it? As exactly. Well, you're, you're, you are you're 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 making it as difficult as you want. I mean, you look at my system, and I've got 
half the team on support and defensive duties. The other half are attack. You know, so we are thinking of when we win the ball back, what we're going to do with it. But we're just solid as a rock defensively. I think there's, I think there is a massive thing that to be able to sit there and say you've played all these games and your defense, you know, you've conceded the least amount of goals. No matter how good your defense is, if your system isn't going to sit and let them defend, they're not going to defend. And uh, just one last thing, to on the tactic. Uh, I don't know why you keep I, to me. I'm not a master. No, I, I, I suppose we've ended up talking a lot about it, but I guess just on the topic, because with the press, um, yes. I assume low, this is very low line and probably very low intensity kind of press. Is it? Is it all just a, a lot of sit back, sit back? Yeah, just let um, them come to me. Is, is like, I I, what, I, what I find is, and I think FM is year on year is even kind of implementing this more. And again, players, level of players, Anytime I feel like I'm kind of going with a higher press, just players don't have the stamina. Um, and you talked about a lot of games in the calendar and obviously, you know, the changes with FM, what that does to players. I, there's certain players in my team that just can't play more than 70 minutes. Um, even if I don't have the high press on, but it's, it's again, it's it's made me stop even trying because I'm like, we, we, we can't, I need the squad, I don't have the depth. So I need, this, I need the players fit, which means I can't even afford to do a press if I wanted to because of stamina. So it's probably another good thing in that tactic because you've got 90 minutes of football in nine of t- nine or 10 of these players, no problem. Yeah, I, I mean, also, like I said, don't forget, it is a lot easier to 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 not exert your energy when you don't, when you have the ball rather than when you don't have the ball. You're being dictated to by their pace. But if they're mm. sitting regimental, you know, and they're doing what they're doing. One thing I do as well with this system, on minute one, if I'm playing this system, is I waste more time as much as you can waste time yeah um and you what that also then in my head again i i play football manager as it's in my head and i as if it was real so i can see you know the players have defended 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 may have had a you know a five six minute stint of just constantly defending the ball's gone out for a goal kick the keeper could pick the ball up and distribute it really quickly but if he takes his time he just gets my players a little bit more of a time to go okay i've got my breath back let's go again sort of thing it is yeah. a marathon trying to do this and you are still going to find your players getting tired, like I said. But I think it is just all about exerting the effort when it needs to, being aggressive when you need to, and just really get them to focus on how quickly you can go from defensive to attacking and still don't lose that mindset of the fact you're still here to play a game of football, but at the end of the game, my ethos with this is when you get to the end of the game, you're still in the game. That's my main focus. Nice. Mm. I would I would be very interested. I'm quite intrigued now to see, probably have to do it with a top team, but if I could win a league title playing a defensive tactic. I think I think you you definitely can. I probably like I mean, I said, Simeone sort of did, didn't he? But yeah. could you say it's defensive or counter attacking? Yeah, I, I would say that the Mourinho's time has been very defensive. I would say yeah. Uh, Conte Inter is, was very defensive um, but if you look at those teams you know and you look at the fact that uh, when Mourinho did it he had, did he had Drogba up top so when he had a chance he took the chances you know yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Conte had Lukaku and Martinez up top uh, yeah, ever so yeah. recently He's, you know you've got strikers that if you you're gonna they're gonna get less chances if you're sitting back and being defensive but when they do get those chances it's very yeah, very key take them mm-hmm. yeah I, I i was uh when we talk about this topic there was a tweet that always comes to my mind and it's somebody that i know of um, michael on <laughs> back in august 2018 so i think it was fm 18 uh, he was managing leeds united on fm and he was up against manchester city and obviously city back then were just ridiculous on fm so he started with a five five zero zero tactic so this was a flat back five and then just in front of the flat back five, <laughs> he had wing back, three DMs and a wing back. And he played City. And he beat them 1-0. Nice. City had 23 shots. He had one shot, scored it. Um, so that got over, that got 14,000 likes on Twitter. <laughs> he then tweeted Miles saying, Miles, do I get FM19 for free for this, please? Miles, <laughs> what do you think he replied? Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, no, full stop. 
least he was punctual about it. Yeah, yeah. but that all, when we talk about defensive tactics on FM, it always reminds me of that. But I think it would be, I don't know if I could cope a full season, but I think it'd be so intriguing to watch. I'm um, desperate to do it now, especially with the way my luck has been know, going. I'm itching to do it. Yeah. Well, one thing I can say is there was a very good defensive, yeah, attacking system available on my YouTube channel called The Highlight Killer, uh, yeah. where I would recommend it um, fully. Uh, there's not many systems. Um, I believe in my systems. I, I put my systems out there because they are well tested. This is tested in time over two versions of the game, and I very much enjoy talking about it because I know it's very good. One thing that we've not touched upon uh, much um, is the fact that there are some PIs on there, not many, um, but PIs can be huge in this. One main thing would be man marking. Okay. Mm-hmm. I defensively don't like to man mark, but strangely, and we'll talk about it next week, when I attack and I build an attacking system, I actually like my attacking players to man mark, um, which again, a bit of a spoiler for next week. But um, we haven't really spoke much about man marking. I feel that it's something that when you think about defensive football, and I will just touch upon it really quickly, is it's quite key, right? So we see it quite a lot where Ander Herrera did it quite a lot for Manchester United. Again, I can yeah. only talk in United reference because I watch it. Um, and ever so recently, Cavani did it um, in a league game. I think, oh, who did it? I can't remember who it was against. But he did it very recently and he was like slated for being awful, but yeah, you could really see that he was man-marking a player. Um, defensively, Mad Dave, do you use man-marking? Uh, probably not enough if I'm honest but I think if I was doing a strict defensive system I think what you got to do is either get your mid well probably midfielders to man mark your opposition's playmakers the person that's going to get the ball the most be on the ball the most I remember a game years ago um, it was when Perlo was still playing I think it was for Juventus when they were in Europe might have been I don't know if they ever dropped to the Europa League might have been a Champions League game um, but Juventus did absolutely nothing for the first 45 minutes because this team's job was to mark Perlo out of the game and he could not get on the ball and Juventus created nothing. So I think that in FM terms, you know, a team's, your opposition has got a Kevin De Bruyne type player, somebody that you know is going to get on the ball most. If you can just somehow get him on his weaker foot, press him a lot more, man mark him, just to stop him from creating anything, you, you're sort of halfway there straight away, I think. Yeah, so I've just remembered actually just reading. Uh, I wanted to Google the Ander Herrera. Ander Herrera was Hazard on it. Sorry? Was it Hazard? Hazard twice it. when we played Chelsea. Twice we've beat Chelsea with our Hazard getting an, a less than an XG of 0.12. So wow. it clearly works, right? Um, but yeah, I think I think man marking's key. Like I said, I, I do use it more in attacking systems. Uh, but yes, definitely. If you're. If, you're, if your midfielders are up against some very good playmakers, then man-marking is not a terrible thing. The only downside to man-marking and my advice on man-marking is it's very much what it says on the tin. That yeah. player will man-mark that player. So if, if he you goes are for man-marking a piece, Kevin go with De Bruyne... Yeah. Sorry? If he goes for a piss, he's going to follow. I was going to say, if he goes off for a piss <laughs> or he goes out wide, your player is then going to follow that, yeah. which is then going to allow a big space in that area. So I probably would make sure if I'm going to use man-marking in the field... I'd have a spare man in there, either a DM or even have a free man midfield. Um, that's, again, not the way it's written in stone to play, but that's the way that I would play it personally. Or have yeah. somebody that will cover, you know. I think um, the only times, one of the main times I wouldn't be inclined to my mark as well is any time where the, they have a really pacey forward. Um, and, and you start to see it a lot when new gens are kicking in. These lightning yeah. fast um, chiefs. Um, <laughs> so again, depending on your on the pace and acceleration of your defenders, it's uh, you're asking for a lot of trouble man marking a really fast player. Um, I do. I w- just you kind of triggered me there. I used to. I don't think I've done it in the last kind of season or two or a year or two even. Having a striker man mark a defender that even in my mind has a mistake in him, you know, and it's yeah. nothing to do with FM. It's just I know this chap. He's got to he's got to <laughs> fuck up in him, close him down, mark the shit out of him. It's coming. Um, so yeah, entertainment. Yeah, it's something I'll touch upon next week when we talk about the attacking side. Um, it's something that was very heavily used in my total to, my total dupe ball system was man marking on my attackers on my on their defenders. But yeah, I said we'll talk about that next week. But yeah, man marking is is 
very much, I think it's very much deemed as a defensive decision that you've made. Um, and it can work. It can also be very, very risky. I think another one I remember, was it like Mecca, uh, SEN uh, for Chelsea against Liverpool in one of the Champions Leagues? Just absolutely outmarked. Um, I think it was Steven Gerrard out of the game and just they won it very comfortably. It, it does have its benefits. However, mm. you hear it working. I mean, we, we, you know, you don't hear it working that often, right? When we're trying to scratch our brains for when it has worked in the past. Yeah. Um, it takes a very determined, very brave, very good positional sense for a player to be able to do it. Yeah. I, I, I'm tempted now to try this. If I ever, well, I mean, defensive football, I think on FM, I think attack rewards you a lot more than defensive, as we know. And that's why sort of this being talked about is quite different, isn't it? Because we've never really spoke about it before. Um, I mean, Dave, if you but, can get Adama mark at someone like as an attacking marker, imagine Adama well, comes You're going to manage Barcelona, Dave? Yeah. Hey. Too soon. Too you've, soon. Ref- you've referenced Too it soon. twice now. People, yeah. I'm just some people glad. like to wait till after the deadline day. I am no. glad that he will never play against United again. Yeah. I'm glad he didn't move to a Prem rival anyway. Yeah. So. A Prem rival? What, Tottenham? <laughs> yeah, fair point. Yes, first. Um, well, yeah, if anyone's got any defensive or shithouse tactics or memorable matches like we uh, like I've referenced earlier on um, drop us a tweet at five star pod we'd love to see him and hopefully give us a little bit more inspiration but like Dupe referenced go on Dupe we're forgetting the best go on Park Park Ji Sung just used to do it for United crazily defensive and man marking sorry I didn't want to not reference the GOAT references if you've got any references of players like Deepers yeah man marking I'm intrigued on that because I can I want to watch it yeah yeah but um, yeah as Duke referenced earlier we'll do attacking systems next week talk about what we do to get the best out of an attacking system Um, but lads I think now it's a time for a very quick quiz so Mad I believe you're on quiz duties yes we talked enough he didn't need to do one Oh, hey, quiz. Do you know I what, like do, quiz, like, Dave, Dupe actually behaved himself as well. You know, for a moment I considered. Sort of. It's sort it's of because man. I think, like, I, yeah, I genuinely like being a very good football, boy tonight. We haven't got his way, he just spoke, that's why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, Matt, Matt brings out the worst in him, that's what it is. Um, Definitely. So I, I have a quiz on everyone's favourite topic when it comes to football manager, and that is squad numbers. Um, so this this week's quiz is called Squad Numbers Against Humanity. Um, so basically, I'm going to be asking you lads to name a player who had a somewhat notorious squad number in the past. Uh, I'll be giving you a clue. And you just shout your name, uh, fastest one in, to get it correct, gets the point. Okay. Ready, chaps? Cool. Let's do it. So, question number one. French defender who wore the number 10 shirt for Arsenal due to his preferred 30... Dupe. Oh, Gallas. William Gallas is the correct answer yeah, due to his is. preferred 13 not being available. Well done. That's 13 was Dupe. my number as well, by the way. Lucky 13. I know a few people have 13. Yeah, I used to like 13. Mm. Mainly because I was a sub. Sub goalkeeper. <laughs> 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 um, that's point for Dupe. Uh, next question. Champions League winning striker who wore the number five jersey. Dupe. Dupe. Samueletto for Everton. Incorrect. Oh. Samuel Eto for Everton. Yeah, he won number five. He did win. He did I don't win. even remember him being there. Um, I'll repeat the question. Champions League winning striker that wore the number five jersey for Liverpool. Do I have to oh. wait for him to bat? If Dave, Dave. says... Dave. I, I don't know. I'll go Morientes. Incorrect. Do go deep. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say uh, Barros, but I wasn't sure if Correct he actually won it. Correct answer, or Milan Barros. I wasn't well, sure if he won. I knew it was some chief with long hair. Chief. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if he was in that team or not, to be fair. Next question. Striker who wore the number 99 shirt for New York Red Bulls for seven seasons from 2012 to Dave. 2019. Dave. Uh, Bradley Wright Phillips. Correct answer, Bradley Wright Is Phillips. Is he a striker? I thought he was a winger. Nah, he was, nah, he was a bag... That's Sean, eh? Yeah, Bradley Wright Phillips is a bagsman, you know. I think he... Um, Ain't weird now how Ian Wright's son is banging goals in as well? Uh, grandson, grandson, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
Um, I think Bradley Roy Phillips as well. When he scored his 100th goal, he took off the 99 jersey and had 100 underneath. Oh, <laughs> so, great man. Just I'm because. Actually, I can't be, I can't be angry, angry at that. No. Have you not seen that he had a rap battle beef with uh, Yannick Balassi back in the day? No. Bradley Roy Phillips. <laughs> rap it, battle. Yeah, genuine, like rap battles. And uh, Balassi's bar was uh, basically saying he was shit because he had to go down to League One with Brentford or something like that. <laughs> he had to play for Brentford because he was that bad. We'll have to play that in the VOD some week. Right, um, question number four. A French midfielder who scored 14 goals in 124 games wearing the number two shirt for Arsenal. Dupe. Dupe. Diaby. Diaby is the correct answer. Did he play that many games? He says he has 124 games overall. He was always injured though, right? Mm. Yeah, Yeah, but he he was was there for a good few seasons as well. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, he was a baller. He's a big geezer, wasn't he? Question number five. Former England right back who wore the number eight shirt when he joined Stoke City from Liverpool. Dave. Dave. Glenn Johnson. Yeah. Glenn Johnson is the correct answer. Yeah. Glenn Johnson. Next question. Fre- former French World Cup winning left back who wore the number 69 shirt for Bayern in 2005. Oh he won Boy. the World Cup with France in 1998. Left Dave. back. Dave. It's not Turam, is it? Incorrect. The other I don't even know if it's French boss, uh, Bayern Munich. Yeah. This is going back now. Well. Dave, you were, you were a young man. So he won the I World Cup with France well. in 1998. Left back. And he I think he was there for Euro 2000 as well. Yeah, but like those are my early FIFA days. Like Bayern French. I should know these. You know? Mm. I'll give you the answer. No, no, hang on. Not yet. I think okay. he's now uh, in some shape or form a director of football, but I can't confirm where. Oh, um, oh people are going to be shouting think... this, Dave. What? People will be shouting this, but uh, I think we... I've got it. I think oh. I've got it. Oh, no. Go on, Dave. Can I have a shot? Emmanuel Petit. Incorrect. Left back. Oh, I think that. Left back, yes. Yeah, he's a left back now. No. He's centre midfielder. Petit. A little bit. Who am I thinking? Nah, early days, he was a left back, you know. Uh, right, just, just tell us the answer, man, and we'll move on. Correct answer is Lizarazu. Big son, oh, Lizarazu. Yeah, I would never, ever get that. Petit, uh, by the way, probably retired by like 1999, and people are probably like, what is no, he doing? I didn't about? think he was a left back, to be fair. I think I early. He was a midfielder. Uh, mate, I'm showing FIFA. Uh, he's a left back on FIFA. He's early card. What? Petit? His first. He's baby, like he's what they call baby icon card is a left back. We'll have to Google baby that later. I'm searching it right now so I don't look like an idiot. Question <laughs> seven before back. you get distracted. You're, you're in the pod. He is, he is. Nah, he's a left, he was a left back early days. Carry on. Yeah, fair play. <laughs> uh, so next question. Uh, is this six or seven? Seven. Um, this Dutch player manager gave Scored, himself the numbers and he can't Dave. remember. He can't remember the number he's Dave. <laughs> Dave. Edgar Davids. Edgar Davids is the correct answer. He gave himself the number one shirt when he took over at Barnet. Barnet. I'm just, ta- Barnet. I was just taking the piss out of you. That you do a squad numbers thing and you can't remember what number. Question. I'm sure he got a few red cards at Barnet as well. You know. He was a dirty boy. Mad bastards. Um, that was, in fact, question seven. Number eight. Jose Marino gave this midfielder the number nine shirt when he joined from Reading in 2007. Dupe. Dupe. Sidwell. Correct. Magic Sidwell. Sidwell, the number nine shirt. So so apparently... Atrocity. They have a... They have a from they, Reading. So they have a curse, Chelsea, about their number nine. He is like the best performing number nine, not playing a number nine position, but best performing nine in a long time when you go back through their history. Of like, really? Yeah, like Torres and fucking... Luke, oh, I can't remember who else it is, but it's, it's mad. Like We were talking about it on stream the other day. I, I thought he Sidwell. played from like academy wise I never realised no, no yeah, yeah he was Reading yeah. oh wow um, Steve Sidwell and Ben Watson never see them in the same room um, question number <laughs> nine former Ghana striker who was given the number three Dave. shirt Dave Asamoah Gyan Asamoah Gyan is the correct answer Ooh. chaps after nine questions he had a shaved in his head remember as well yeah he's a bit of a madman after nine questions, chaps, because one of them was a blank, you're on four each. So oh. question 10 Ooh, is a big one. So final question, number 10. 
This South American striker used to wear shirt number one plus eight for Inter Milan. Oh my God, I can see the shirt. This is so bad. I know who this is. He played against United. I'm sure he, he played against have. United with it on. What 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 year do you, roughly? I'm sure the '99 he played. South American striker used to wear the one oh, plus eight for Inter Milan. Time? Would you like me to give you his nationality? No, he's Argentinian, isn't he? No. Dave. Dave. Oh, it's not Ronaldo, is it? No, 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 it's not Ronaldo. Ronaldo. He's got long hair, black long hair. Oh, I can see I it. I think he's, his dupe's brain is going somewhere black. here, lads. Black long, long hair. hair. I think he was captain, wasn't he? Yeah, he wore 18 remember. with a plus in the middle. What is his name? Black long Will I give you the country? <sighs> I know his first name. Oh, what is his, what is his surname? <laughs> Give me the first now. I'll give the you the listeners are we'll screaming in while driving their cars, listening to Monday's pod. Black, the black long hair. Have you got, have you got, have you got, have you got another one, Matt? Have you got <laughs> I another do have quick? a tie break if you need. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll give you the country. So the country he uh, played for, uh, represented, is Chile. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I know his first name. Can I get half a point for that to win? I'll what's his sir? This is ah, oh, I know it as well. I'm gonna give you five. This is so annoying. I can see it. Four. I can see the shirt. Three, two, one. Can I have a guess? Go on, do it. I'm gonna probably pronounce it wrong. Do it. Uh, so do I, it's Ivan and it's Zam, and I can't think what is the end. Zam. Is it Zamorano? He's fucking got it, lads. Ivan Samorano. I can see it. The black and white kit with the one and the eight with the plus. Blue and black. And he wanted the nine and it wasn't available, so he had one plus eight. Clinton Morrison did that before, you know. He would. Our nine had the nine. Yeah. We couldn't have the nine. That's why I thought, I was like, it's not Ronaldo, is it? That's why I, sh- I didn't. I've I'm never sure he scored against us. I'll have to Google it after. Probably. Did you remember Zamorano and Marcelo Salas for Chile? What a, what a striker. Bro. No, that is before my time. Yeah, I was two. I only four. know him. <laughs> this is really bad, <laughs> but I'd only two. know of this because of watching the old United videos, like the 99 season review and the 98 season review. That's all I would have known from it. Yeah. While Zamorano was wearing one plus eight, Dave was one plus one years old. Yeah, there you go. Exactly <laughs> Dave was still right. shitting in nappies. There you yeah. go. Um, I enjoyed that. It was a good quiz. And this week's chats. quiz winner is what was hang on. What, what was the tie break? Because it was quite a good one. Tiebreaker. Yeah. Was Portuguese goalkeeper who wore Dave. the 99... Dave. Oh, no, no, no. I was going to say <laughs> Patricia. Incorrect. So it's Portuguese goalkeeper who wore the number 99 shirt when Porto won the Champions League in 2004. Oh, I've never heard really of that. Uh, He's the former not, Portuguese it's not, it's international. It's not Ricardo, is it? Ricardo, no. yeah, the one that no. didn't take nah, his, his clothes uh, off. Is it beginning with a B, surname? Is it Barrier or something like that? Barrier. You're not far off it, David. Vitor Baia. Vitor Baia. Baia. I would so never have got that. He used to play for Barcelona yeah. back in the day. Back yeah, in my yeah. day now. Definitely. He was a good goalkeeper. As we've just learned. So that it, that's it, lads. Uh, congratulations, Stoop. Do you feel old now? I feel old every time I'm here with you, Doop, but that's for many reasons. Uh, or maybe I age. Well, no, <laughs> yes, I enjoyed we played, that. We played them in the 99 season. Mm. Um, and Schmeichel did an incredible save uh, against him at Old Trafford. And I'm just watching the save now. So and, yeah, then Dave, okay, and then Dave had a shit in his nappy. <laughs> yeah. mm. Oh, it's yeah. the header! It's the star save. Of course, it is. The go. head, the diving header, and he does the star save, which is amazing, right? Okay, sorry, go on, Matt. It's it's it's, it's not a twenty minute pod. It's Dave's pod. Dave, take it away. I know. I'm trying to do the outro here, and we're talking 1999 <laughs> Chief Finals Champions League. Anyway, uh, yeah, enjoy that, lads. The the quiz and the the pod in general, and fingers crossed, dupes. Um, 
Dupe's save can be saved. I'm sure we'll find out more next week anyway. But that brings episode 233 to a close. You can find the links for each of us in the podcast description or by visiting 5starpotential.com. If future Dave remembers, I'll be sure to leave a link for Dupe's highlight killer tactic video and the Zealand video that we've referenced a few times in today's podcast as well. But 5 Star Potential is available on iTunes, Spotify and most other popular podcast apps and platforms with a new podcast released every week. Thank you all for listening and there will be more from us next week. Say goodbye, folks. Bye, folks. Goodbye, folks.